for studying today. And I, the book of Hebrews, I always get a blessing from studying it. But uh, Hebrews chapter 2, if you would please. And I'd like to begin to read in verse 1. Just like to read a little bit. Beginning in Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 1. Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard. Now, when you begin chapter 2, it's taking us back to chapter 1. Chapter 1 has to do with Jesus being better, better than angels, better than everything. And then he comes back and he says, Therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense or reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation, which at first began to be spoken by the Lord, and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him? God also bearing them witness, both with signs and wonders, and with divers miracles, and gifts of the Holy Ghost according to his own will. For unto the angels had he not put in subjection the world to come, whereof we speak, but one in a certain place testified, saying, What is man that thou art mindful of him, or the son of man that thou visit him? Thou madest him a little lower than angels. Thou crownest him with glory and honor, and didst set him over the works of thy hand. Thou put all things in subjection under his feet. Wherein did he put all in subjection under him? He left nothing that is not put unto him. But now we see not yet all things put unto him. But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than angels, for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he by the grace of God should taste death for every man. And it became him for whom all are all things, and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons into glory, to make the captain of their salvation perfect through suffering. For both he that sanctified and they who are sanctified are all of one. For which cause he is not ashamed to call them brethren, saying, I will declare thy name unto my brethren. In the midst of the church will I sing praise unto thee. And again I will put my trust in him. And again, behold, I and the children which God has given me, for as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through the death he might that through death he might destroy him that has the power of death, that is, the devil, and deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. For verily he took not on him the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. Wherefore in all things it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. For in that he himself has suffered being tempted, he is able to succor them that are tempted. Father, we ask in Jesus' name that you let the Holy Spirit bless our hearts now through the reading of thy and studying of thy word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And if you'll notice, in to better understand chapter 2, like I said in the beginning, you have to go back to chapter 1. 
And chapter 1 shows the glory of the only begotten Son, that is Jesus Christ, and the superiority of the Son over angels and all other creatures God has made. Then in chapter 2, Paul gives a solemn warning that anyone who neglects the salvation provided by the Son will face far more serious consequences than those who transgress the law given to the fathers by the prophets and through angels. Now, this salvation, that is, for whosoever will, not just to the Jews only, has been provided by the Son and proclaimed by those who have followed Him, are the prophets and by the Holy Spirit. Now, the book of Hebrews was not written just to declare Christian doctrine or just to tell the lost how to be saved. The book of Romans is written more for that purpose. But the book of Hebrews is also written to strengthen the believer in faith and to build up the inner man. It's to show that our victory over the uncertainty of this life is in the Son, the Lord Jesus, who conquered the world, the flesh, the devil, death, hell, and the grave. Jesus did that for us. And the Son, Jesus, perfect, perfectly satisfied the Father for sinners or whosoever will. Now, we must keep in mind who Hebrews is written to, though, when you're studying. These first readers of Hebrews were people who had believed in Judaism, their father's religion, until they believed the message that Jesus was the Messiah. Yet, these new believers were looking for a Messiah who would come to rule in righteousness and no more poverty, no more heartaches, no more tears, no more trials, no more sufferings. They were looking for their Messiah. They had forgotten Isaiah 53 that says the Son had to suffer and bleed and die on the cross. And Psalms 22 plainly states these facts. And before he could reign on David's throne, he had to bleed and die on the cross. They had forgotten that because in their own writings in the book of Isaiah and the book of Psalms 22 tells them all about the sufferings of Jesus. Therefore, the cross of Calvary became a great stumbling block, a rock of offense. Now, you think about this. Here's a bunch of Hebrews that became believers in the Lord Jesus. They came out of Judaism, which was still going on at the time. And then, uh, now they're believers, but they still wanted to go back to their father's religion. The cross of Calvary became a great stumbling block or a rock of offense to them. For instance, they cried out in John 12, verse 34. Listen to this. We have heard out of the law that Christ abided forever. And how saith thou, the Son of Man must be lifted up or crucified? Who is this Son of Man? So he become a stumbling block to the Jew. Paul, through the Holy Spirit, knew that the only way the Jews would ever be convinced that Christ was their Messiah, was for them to see Jesus as the Son of God, the very image of God's person. And that made him superior to Moses, superior to Elijah, superior to David, superior to angels. Paul used the Old Testament scriptures to prove 
that Christ is superior in every way. Superior in character, superior in glory, superior in works, superior in power, superior in sacrifice, superior in love. That's why chapter 2 starts off with the words, therefore. Now, because in these last days God has spoken to us by and through His Son, we ought to pay more attention to what He said. Why? Lest at any time we should let Him slip. Now here it is then. If a person disregards and neglects the word brought down from the Father by the Son, then that person's heart is soon hardened and soon claims its victim. Romans 3.23, for the wages of sin is dead. Now what I want to get to tonight is verse 1 and verse 3. Watch it. Therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. Now listen to me. That's both to the saved and the unsaved. Verse 3. How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation, which at first began to be spoken by the Lord, and was confirmed unto us by them that heard Him. Now, if a person then, in verse 1 and 2, this warning is to people who hear the gospel, but will not receive it. This is the same that Jesus taught in Matthew 7 and verse 24 through 27. If you go back there and you study, He's talking about the soil and planting seed. And the rock is Jesus Christ. He is the rock upon which the New Testament church is built upon. He is the chief cornerstone cut out of the mountain without hands in Daniel. And Daniel spoke up. Those who hear the word of God and obey what they hear are like the man who built his house upon a rock. And the rains came and washed it away and could not wash it away. But those who hear the word of God but refuse to believe the word of God and accept what they hear are like the man who built his house upon the sand. And the rain washed it away. And great was the fall thereof, the Bible said. Now, that's what Matthew 7, verse 24 through 27 said. Then we get back to Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1 and verse 3. It also has to do with Hebrews chapter 6, verses 4 through 6. In teaching, also, this is not a matter of once having salvation and then losing it, and that's where the church of Christ, the church of God, and those that teach you can lose your salvation get to. They go to Hebrews, here where we're at, and Hebrews chapter 6, and it talks about you can hear the word of God slip away and so on. But this is a matter of hearing about salvation and rejecting it. Then who are you going to turn to for salvation? Here's what it's all about, the book of Hebrews. If you won't hear the Lord Jesus Christ, I don't care who you are, Jew or Gentile, if you won't hear the Lord Jesus Christ and Him as the Son of God, who are you going to turn to? A man can't save you. Religion can't save you. Nothing else can save you. And so now he's talking about those that hear about salvation, but rejecting it. Did you know it's better for a person never to hear the gospel than to hear the gospel and reject it? You know why? The Bible says there are degrees of punishment in hell. And I believe one of the greatest degrees of punishment in hell is those that reject by personal rejection of what they hear about the Lord Jesus. 
Now, John 12, verse 48. He that rejecteth me receiveth not my words, hath one that judges him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. Now, these people Paul was writing to here in Hebrews were like many people today. To them, salvation by pure grace through simple faith minus works was just uh, too easy and too simple. They preferred the demands of the law. They could not accept Jesus' invitation of Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 through 30. Listen to what Jesus said to the whole world. Come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am weak and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your soul, for my yoke is easy and my burden light. And people that hear the gospel, and I've dealt with many of them, that's too easy. Just believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. They want to do something. Now, today, many hear the word of God with their ears, but do not accept them, Him in their hearts. They say they believe in Jesus. They profess, but they don't possess. They cannot believe it's that easy. Acts chapter 16, verse 31. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in thy house. That's just that easy. And they can't believe it's just that easy. Now, the second application of verses 1 through 3 is to Christians also. Now, I want you to turn with me to 1 Corinthians a minute. In 1 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 24. Know ye not that they which run in the race run all? But one receiveth the prize, so run that ye may obtain. Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. Won't you look at verse 1? Hebrews 12, for verse 1. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doeth either beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. In 2 Timothy 4, verse 7, it's talking about the same thing. A race calls for three things. Number one, it calls for self-discipline. Number two, it calls for personal exhortation. Number three, it calls for perseverance. Now, we are saved by the grace through faith, Ephesians 2, 8, 9, minus works. And after we are saved, though, James tells us salvation produces works. Then neglect means not to run our best, not to press forward and run the race. I've been watching these Olympic trials. I love to see people run a track. I, I used to run track when I was in high school, and, and I always come in third. I don't know why third, but, but, but I watched some of them run like, I mean, they could run. And I was talking to a guy who ran a 100-yard dash in less than 10 seconds one time, and I said, I, I want to know something. What is your secret of running? He said, I never run to the finish line. I run 20 yards beyond the finish line because he's running wide open when he goes by the finish line. And that's, that's what the, uh, the Bible is talking about here. When we're in a race as Christians, 
We're in this world, and the Bible has put us in a race. And we're to run the best we can run. And not to press forward and run the race. If we don't run the race set before us, how shall we escape? And I read that and I said, Escape what? What is a Christian going to escape? How shall we escape? Paul did not say what we would escape here. Why? Because it depends on if you are saved or lost. If a person is a professor and not a possessor, then if he continues to neglect the gospel, then how shall he escape hell? He can't do it. He's going to hell. But if a person is a possessor of Christ by faith, but he lives a careless worldly life, then that person's reward is like a peace, like a joy, like of assurance of salvation. You know, I've talked to a lot of people that they got saved, and they'll tell me, I got saved years ago, but I'm not sure I'm saved today. Now, let me tell you something. If you ever got saved, you still saved. Amen? Because salvation is forever. And then what made you doubt your salvation? You know what it is? It's not running the race faithfully. Staying faithful to the Lord. And everything that God asks you to do, stay faithful to it. If you don't, you won't escape certain things. You'll lose your joy. You'll, learn your, you'll lose your peace. You'll, uh, you'll lose your assurance of salvation. Now, Hebrews chapter 12. And I want you to look again now. Hebrews chapter 12. And uh, look with me please in verse 6 through 8. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 6. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. If you endure chastening, God dealeth for you as with sons. For what son is he whom the Father chasteneth not? But if he be without chastisement, for all partakers, then are ye bastards and not sons. And he goes on to talk about our earthly father, how he disciplines his children. God is greater than our earthly fathers. He is sure disciplined his. Now, you're not going to neglect that then. If you neglect staying faithful to the Lord, you're going to suffer chastisement of the Lord. And, and that's, that answers a lot of questions that people have asked me. Why am I going through this? Why am I going through this hard time? And they're, and they're Christians. They believe in the Lord. And I ask one simple faith question. Have you been faithful to the Lord? Because if you're not, brother, God is going to chase you and get you back faithful. God's not going to give up on you. As parents, sometimes we give up on our children. Uh, they just won't listen. Hard-headed. They're going to go their own way and do their own thing. And we just give up on them. God does not give up on His. He will not give up on his children. And if, and if a person is saved, uh, you, you listen to me, God's going to get you back whatever it takes to get you back under him. Amen? And so this is what chapter 2 is all about. Now, my brother was one of those that, uh, let's do what we want to and get a whip and then won't last for a little while. I never was that kind. I mean, I don't like whippings. And my mama used to make me go cut my own peach tree limb that I'd get a whipping with. And then one day I got my pocket knife and ringed it a few times. It'd break up. I don't want to tell you all that, but, it, but I found out how to not get beat too bad. 
But I didn't like a whipping. I still don't like nobody whip me today. Amen. And I especially don't want to be whipped by God. So the best thing you can do in this life is don't neglect the salvation that God has given you. But for goodness sake, those that hear neglect the Word of God and reject the Lord Jesus Christ, they you can't neglect hell. Amen? It's just that simple. Heavenly Father, we're glad we're saved tonight. And the evidence of being a child of God, we can't get away with sin because you have chased us and bring us back. Bless us as your people tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for being here. I'm coming. Slow and easy. Watch this. Yes. Huh? <laughs>